He also made it look like Chavo Guerrero was sucking him off in the middle of the ring, which is one of my favorite spots of the entire year, so maybe ever. You ever seen Brian Knobs' asshole? Rick Flair's fantastic ass spot. If you're going to hold a knife to my dick? Look like a pretty fucking complicated hold. Sock on a pole, man. Who's it, motherfucker? Man, I can't tell you how excited I am to watch this horrible stuff with you. You did try and fuck the NWO. You like to go first or you want to go? Hogan going Hollywood style. Get one of those money bags. The compass is everything. Pick to the ding ding. Menards plow. You know, a Benoit punch. A Jenny's jam. So if you're interested, you need new jerking material. Send it over to you. <laughs> ja! Gotta go have lunch with the bastard. With the ja! This guy's fucking miserable. I love him. If I get to see her eat a diamond cutter, I will buy it. Get a bank envelope, you dick. The job. Why aren't we getting ours now? Ah, shit came full circle there, didn't it, slut? Fuck you. This guy's gonna be fucking sucked every single time. And he was. What are you gonna want to go the shot? I should have never picked you up from the airport. Everybody's gonna be shit to an all-star. I don't know what happened. I'm confused. Name another guy in the history of wrestling that could be both the best and the worst. Do I like him? No. But did he provide me a shitload of entertainment? Hell yes, he did. It's the year of Duke and Rogue. I'm your host, Duke Bags. Kevin Rogue. Over there's Kevin Rogue. Styling and profiling. Woo! That man's got the biggest house on the biggest hill on the biggest side of town. And inside that house, you could find the biggest nuts and the biggest dick. Woo! Woo! Just just off to a hot start here. Oh, yeah. So, so today, we, we just wrapped up our third series of the program in which we covered basically 1996 and WCW. A whole bunch of crazy shit happening. Um, a lot of bad shit, fair amount of good stuff. The, uh, the, the, the talent pool that they have is at this time is probably, you know, the best collection of folks, uh, in a promotion at one time until like maybe the, you know, the merger in 2001 or whatever. I don't know, man. That's that's a pretty bold statement. What are you talking about? You can look at WWF in 1996. They had like two guys. Sean, Brett, Austin, Taker. Sid. Sid. I mean, need I go on? Vader. I will if you need me to. The Rock. Barry Windham. I mean, there's more guys in the NWO than you just named. Davey Boy Smith, Owen Hart. Yeah, I got the Steiners, man. No, they don't, but I bet they got a couple of guys that could have been Steiners. Who do you think would have been a good Steiner in 96? Sultan. Sultan. Sultan Steiner. (laughs) Yeah, that one flows, man. Yeah, that might be a good, good season to cover. 
put him put put him as put him in a singlet, but still make him wear the Sultan mask. Phenomenal. <laughs> Sultan Steiner. Well, they got they got quite a crop of cruiserweights imported from around the world, along with Dean Malenko, that division, and then they got some real big guys. Lots of good tag teams. I don't know. I just I. I really dig the roster they got here. I know you do. But they also had Nash and Hall in 96, too. Over to, I mean, that's I mean that's not what we're here for. That's a later date. Later, different discussion. All right. So the purpose of this show is to recap this season. So, I mean, you got any thoughts going into this thing? What did you think of the season as a whole? It was It was interesting. It was interesting. It's it's one of those things where I think that we always look we look more fondly on it back because of the nostalgia aspect. But then when you get in the like get into the meat of it, I don't think that it always necessarily holds up. I think there was a lot of fun in this year. I think there was some really solid wrestling. But the NW like you can look back and we can say that the NWO could have been executed better with just a shade of difference, I think, from where it originated with the three guys and then all of a sudden the additions. I think that we can look back at to where we saw the NWO form and to where it was when when we wrapped here in, in Starcade 1996. And there could have been some, some tweaks to make it a little bit better. I agree. Yeah, by the end of the year, by the end of the year, Eric Bischoff is revealed as the I don't know the the mind behind the the NWO, which I actually we'll get to this later. But I don't like Eric Bischoff as the NWO guy. I think it would have been better without him. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, that's that's my two cents on that. But yeah, so we start off at Starcade '95. It was the World Cup of Wrestling? <laughs> Shit show. <laughs> <laughs> and so the only good Japanese thing about that. I was gonna say the only good thing about that show is that we we found uh I forget the wrestler's name now, but the guy that's like my twin brother. Oh, Tenzon. Yeah, Tenzon. Man, <laughs> me and Tenzon, we should hang out. So he started there. At this time, Hulkamania was uh you know, he's still doing the red and yellow. Get through a couple of pay per views and then Scott Hall shows up. What's he doing here? You know where he's from, but you don't know why he's there. Chico. And then and then the big man shows up. And he's got adjectives. <laughs> he's gonna look at the adjective, man. Right. Play. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got Brutus Beefcake. He's going through about three or four gimmicks during this season. He's finding himself. He's going through some changes. <laughs> <laughs> beefcake in this beefcake in this season is is uh he's kind of like uh he's kind of like a, a, a man in puberty right he doesn't he's, he doesn't know really what which way he's gonna go right he's a little erratic right attitude changes at a drop of a dime right now he wants to be he wants to be a ladies man now he wants to be like a spooky dungeon gas guy like he's just finding himself right let the man find himself yeah, that's fair enough by the end of it he gets the shit beat out of him so 
Yeah, I think he started out as the Zodiac, then he was the Booty yep. Man, then he was the yep. Disciple. We so, didn't get him as Disciple. We didn't get to Disciple. <laughs> well, Last time we, we got... saw him was when he got laid out. Hog Wild. Hog Wild. Hog Wild. Well, yeah, that was kind of a precursor to the Disciple, I think, because he came out as NWO gear, you know. Right. But airbrushed. Anyways, yeah, that kind of alludes to the big, the big, uh, you know, event of the year. Hogan coming out, being revealed as the third man about halfway through this trek. The NWO was formed. It's this stable heel, heel stable, whatever it is. That's come to come to take over the the WCW. Yeah. So, are you say we get into this thing? You want to get into it? You're you want to get you want to get deep into it? Are are you are you ready? You want to get deep? Let's go. Let's do that, man. Let's get deep. Let's All get right. Deep. What do you got? You got a list of categories, best and worst, like we normally do. Yeah, got the best and worst from the uh, WCW 1996 coming up here. <laughs> Cool, because I got a lot of ideas. All right. Should we start with the best and worst show, or should we save that for last? I think, yeah, save that for last, probably. Okay. Um, all right. Best wrestler. There's a lot of pretty good ones here. There is a lot of good ones. I'm trying to the, go through the list in my, in my head. I think I got a... I think... There's two choices. There's two potential choices. Who who did you go with? Uh, well, my first two were I got Benoit and Eddie. Okay. That is a couple of radicals said. there, just as far as straight wrestling goes. Yeah. Um. I guess you know. Yeah. There's there's some more contenders in there. Like you know, every time we've seen uh, Ray or Malenko, it was a great match. But right. Um, I don't know. Benoit and Eddie were, they weren't really in the main event, but they were kind of on the cusp, you know, they were kind right. of playing a more predominant role. And they're, um, you know, Eddie, he, he wrestles as, as a cruiserweight sometimes and, and a heavyweight as well. Just kind of a complete, complete package kind of a guy, right. but we all know that now, but, um, yeah. those were my top two. I like what DDP did this year as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I got my favorites. I got Disco. You know how much I like the Disco Inferno, but, you know, he's uh, he's not going to stand a chance against one of those guys. Oh, shit. So, my yeah, other guy. Shit. Which Ultimo guy? Dragon. He gets an honor, honorable I, mention. I was going to say, he was like, he became, by the end of this run of episodes, he became like your number one boner. So how do you how do you not put him on your list? And it's only one, right? You got to pick one. You can't be like, well, there's this guy and this guy and this guy. And this guy, you gotta you gotta pick one. It's it's tough when we got you know guys coming in and out because Benoit was there the whole whole time. Yes, Dragon just showed up for the last couple of shows. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to see those two in a match. I know you would, but Naked. in the nude Hollywood <laughs> style. <laughs> All right, man. So who who you got? I'm gonna mull here All right, my you, picks. You mole with well, the first thought that came to mind was DDP because of how, how much better he got. Like we watched him get marginally better. You know what I mean? Like he he got much better as the year went on. Now, in my heart of hearts, 
I'm pretty positive. I know that Alex Wright was definitely probably the top wrestler of the year, but he didn't show up a lot on pay-per-view and we do this based off the pay-per-view. So that makes it a little bit tougher to, to pick a guy like Alex Wright or, I mean, Jimmy graffiti probably, but either way, either way, I'm going to go backwards here. I think that you have to, you kind of have to go with, with DDP because you can watch the progression every time he's out, he's better. He finds his character. You know, he, he yeah. gets that, that signature finish that, that comes out of, you know, comes out of nowhere and kind of catapults him. So that would be likely my pick just as an overall package, right? Not just in ring. Now I'm talking about character development, in ring development matches. I think that he was probably the best. And from where we started to where we, to where we ended, Boy, I can't think of anybody else. Part of me wants to say Scott Hall because of what what happened when he did come over. But I don't I don't think that it's I, I don't think that it's a fair comparison. So I think I definitely go with with Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, just from where he started out at the beginning of the season, um, he was in a feud with your guy, Mister Johnny B. And, you know, he lost everything. Mm-hmm. He was looking like a bum out there. Yeah. You know, got his shit together, won the Battle Bowl. Um, I think he was on every show. Yeah. You know, and he, he's, he's getting over. Um, like I said, I'd, I'd, I'd play some he, – he was on my he was on my list here. Um, so, I say it's a good pick. I'd probably go with, with – well – I do like what you said about the whole package with the character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because like I think that, you know, um you know, the couple of guys I mentioned, the, you know, the future radicals. Mm-hmm. Best wrestlers out there, but um especially at this time, not much actual character to them, you know. You don't get much when you throw a mic in front of them. Right. What have you. They they don't rile the crowd up too bad. It's like people appreciate it, but you know, once mm-hmm. like, like with Eddie, once once he got his Latino heat gimmick going, so yeah. or a few years down the line, uh, there's more to him than that. But um, yeah, I'd, I guess I'd be fine agreeing with DDP, so we could have a consensus here. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we don't have DDP. to have, we don't have to have a consensus, but it's the right choice because it was my choice. He also made it look like Chavo Guerrero was sucking him off in the middle of the ring, which is one of my favorite spots of the entire year, so maybe ever. So that's that definitely counts as well. That's that's important to note. <laughs> oh man, that brings us to the next category. Woo! Okay, Best so, simulated fellatios. <laughs> well, I was this is later down the list, but it, it's a good segue here. Best moment. Okay. So is that going to be your best moment? Um, no, no, it's close though. It's it's got to be. It's it's pretty high up on the list. Uh, how do you not do Hulk Hogan's heel turn? There's right. no, there's there's not really a way to. It's it's probably between that and if so during the the Doomsday Cage match. You remember the shot that they took when they were on the other side of the cage and they're kind of showing the, the camera was looking through the cage and Kevin Sullivan was like standing in the aisle way. 
if he was if he was like kneeling in the aisleway and yelling up at the cage, going, "I should have never picked you up from the airport," <laughs> like that that would have hands down been my moment. I don't give a fuck what happened after that. If you got that shot of Kevin Sullivan watching the Dungeon of Doom get get, get destroyed by the Mega Powers on his knees, going, "I wish I never would have picked you up from the airport." <laughs> That would that probably would have been it. That's that's not a real moment though. I know it's a fabricated <laughs> moment that I wish happened. So really, the best the, the, the Hogan heel turn is what put WCW really like into contention with with going head to head with WWE. So there's no way there's no way to to pick anything else unless it's just something awesome that Kevin Sullivan did. <laughs> I guess it could be like you know favorite spot as well. Okay. Um, or, you know, funniest spot. We could we could come back to that if we get through a few more of these. Yeah, sure. Prestigious categories. So one one of my uh, here's a couple a couple of my picks were the uh, the Ric Flair ass spot in the cage. Oh, the double ass spot. <laughs> <laughs> Flair's climbing climbing up the cage, gets his trunks pulled down. Yeah, and it's it's. You know where Michael's got it from, you know. It, right. It, this was a this was a hot topic last year because Michael's was getting by every match. Yeah. Flair, Flair had two two of them in that that match. It was, it was something else. I also got the Hulkster with hair. I say Hulkster's wig's got to be on your list. Yeah. Um. Eh, there's a few more. You know, giant spilling the World Cup of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. But we'll 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 get to some more fun moments here. Uh, next up, we got best and worst. Oh, we haven't we haven't done worst wrestler yet. Getting ahead of myself. All right, who you got in the worst wrestler? Mongo. Yeah, I got Mongo and Loch Ness. Oh fuck! Forgot about Loch Ness. That's a good. Yeah, Loch Ness was pretty awful, but Loch Ness wasn't awful in a way that it seemed like he might kill his opponent by mistake. Where Mongo was awful in the way that you thought he might kill his opponent by mistake. Mm. Yeah, and Mongo was a regular fixture. I think Loch Ness just showed up once, and he was he was around it, for a very it, short run, couple months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he was he was a pretty legendary big man in the you know seventies and eighties yeah. overseas. He, but by, does I say by is the time, UK, UK guy was he? Yeah, he was called the Giant Haystacks or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he was he was at the end of the road here, weighing about six seven hundred pounds. Uh, had a terrible match with the giant. I think. I think that was the only time we seen him. You mean the giant? The yeah. <laughs> All right. So I could agree on Mongo. He was first on my list. He's a regular. They're really trying to turn to the giant. Try really trying to do something with him. Um, having Deborah with him doesn't help. No. <laughs> um, anybody else that's just bad that you can think of? See, this is what I was getting at with the the roster. Everybody's pretty good in one way or another. Yeah, that is, I, yeah. When you say it like that, that is a fair point. There isn't a lot of other guys that really jump out to you as being well, Lex Luger. But Lex Luger had a pretty damn fine year, so he can't really he can't really hit this uh, this worst. I think it's Mongo. What about what about your guy Kevin Sullivan? <sighs> yeah, 
he was so the thing that pisses me off about him is that he doesn't sell anything for anybody and he awkwardly fights through shit and he just it's not good mm. so i think if there was a if if there was a one and one a it'd be mongo and then probably Loch Ness, and then if there was a b then it'd be sullivan mm. that sounds good to me next up we got best and worst tag team Lots of good tag teams in the mix here. It's kind of a, kind of just a pick your favorite flavor kind of a deal. Um, I got my I got the I think the the best or you know most dominant team would be the Outsiders. Um, they're not my favorites. I like the Blue Bloods. I say, I well, like this is favorites. Of fear. I like Harlem Heat. I like the Steiners. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Outsiders. Steiners it, weren't it, on a ton of the pay-per-views, though. Yeah, they, they found themselves in the dark matches on a few occasions for right. some reason. I remember yeah. I remember there was a show where the, they were defending the tag titles in a dark match before the show. Right. To make time for Mongo to take on Joe Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Harlem Heat's kind of my team, right? This this year. I've I've cut well, let me take that back. Booker T was kind of my tag team guy. <laughs> he was just not he was just not in the like my favorite tag team. And if we're doing favorite tag team, a lot of me wants to say the the, the public enemy. <laughs> Because mm. they were just so like their matches were so much fun, but you didn't you didn't really see any of these teams outside of the outsiders on a consistent pay per view basis. That is the problem that we have right. is that that not many of these teams are consistently on the pay per view. If it was just my favorite from the era, it's Bunkhouse and Dirty Dick, no problem. But it's not. We're talking about consistency, right? Because is it best or is it favorite? What are we saying? Uh, best and worst. I okay, mean, so there could there could be some favoritism here. I guess it's yeah. Uh, there's yeah. some leeway. I guess if you if you're gonna give me leeway, but they still have to they still have to have a consistent presence on pay per view. That's that's the thing. There has to be some type of consistent presence on pay per view. Which Public Enemy I think only had two matches on pay per views against them. They're both against the Nasties. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm going to have to say the Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat. Yeah. Good choice. Just, just Well, it's just because of Booker. Right. Yeah, you didn't have too much good to say about Stevie Ray, but Booker T, he was he was always a, always a delight in there. Yes. Uh, honorable mention, Faces of Fear, I think. Mm-hmm. Fire and Ice. Oh, shit. There's a little, you know, they were only together for a few months, it seems, but could have been a, could have been a good powerhouse team. Blue Bloods would have been great if they were a little feature, if they were featured a little bit more, because they were a great team, but yeah, they just weren't right. featured enough. All right. So worst team or least favorite team, I guess, like I said, it can kind of go either way. That being said, Sting and Luger. Oh, all right. I like it. Why? They're like they're like a super team, right? But mm-hmm. I just don't really dig this whole like 
you know, the, the, this big friendship angle that they got going for the whole, whole time, you know, I mean, I feel like, and I feel like they're taking up space in the tag team division. So these guys are main event guys, you know, singles yeah. guys at one, at one point Luger has three titles this season for God knows <laughs> no, why. Nobody knows why. It, it's just, just keeping the, keeping the belts warm. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, like I said, they're kind of taking a kind of taking some some spots away from the other teams, I think. Yeah. And the whole like the season started off with like, oh, is Luger really Sting's friend? You yep. know, why is he fucking around with the Dungeon of Doom? Right. And then they're just questioning their friendship the whole <laughs> the whole season. Right. I mean, it's kind of a cute bromance, you know, whatever you want to call it, but. Mm-hmm. lots of drama involved yeah, but i don't sure. like it i didn't uh man i didn't expect that that was a curveball i like your reasoning though i uh, like your reasoning a lot yeah i mean as in terms of like bad teams though i mean there's a whole got mongo kevin green nasty boys whole bunch of b team guys that we only see at world war three mm-hmm. uh what was that team with dirty dick and uh and the other guy Rough and ready. <laughs> yeah. Me and Mike Enos and D- Dirty Dick. I was rough yeah, and ready. That was, 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 was a decent team. Not as good as, you know, Bunkhouse and Dirty Dick, but. Right. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'm, take, I'm, I'm throwing Sting and Luger under the bus. What do you got? Wow. I'm going nasties, man. I, I grew to really dislike the nasties throughout this, this run of episodes. Their matches were kind of shit, and it always seemed like they were just trying to, like, you watch the matches, and it seems like they were just worried about their stuff, and their matches became super sloppy, and they kind of came, like, at one point, they're kind of like a whiny team, like, why are we getting our shot? That was almost Kevin Green, like, <laughs> not Kevin Green, Kevin <laughs> Sullivan, it's like a high pitch, why aren't we getting our shot? Uh, <laughs> but he, you know, like, what, nasty boy should be in the six-man tag we're really nasty and it's like fuck off man put together a decent match because they didn't do that and like like their stuff with public enemy was annoying because they didn't sell they just didn't fucking sell ever anything and it pissed me off so if you don't sell in my book you're crap so (laughs) this year and i generally don't dislike the nasty boys all years prior to this, like I enjoyed their work, but when we sat down to watch this, this fucking run of pay per views, I grew to really dislike them. I would have fired them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with you there. Um, it's they, it's fuck it's it's hold on, just one second if I could just give me give me a fucking give me a okay if a if a guy like fucking Minger. Is selling shit. Guess what? Brian fucking knobs can sell shit, right? That's the part that bug. Like Minger's a monster. Barb is a monster. Guess what, knobs? You're not a fucking monster, right? Sell, sell fucking something for me. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just got a little, he's, little spirited. He's just a yeah, just a funny looking you know big old nasty mm-hmm. uh 
You're right. I mean, especially, yeah, especially the 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 matches they had with the public enemy. Like you said, neither team was selling. It's like, what the fuck are we watching here? You know. <laughs> right. I mean, right. I mean, a chair shot, you know, kill a man in the main event, but you know, these guys are throwing them around like they're cheap. Not even. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are we doing here? I mean, go back to Nastyville, right? Exactly. So. You ever seen Brian Knobs asshole? No. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> Am I missing out on something? Uh, I'll send you. I'll, 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 I'll send you a text. What are, what are you doing with that filth? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, one of those delinquents from over at the uh, Shining Wizards podcast might have sent me what they call a cave shot of Brian Knobs. So if you're interested, you need new jerkin material, I'll send it over to you. <laughs> Back to the matter at hand here. <laughs> All right. Best and worst faction. I don't. Is there a worse faction? Worst faction. I got the dungeon. Dungeon to do. It's such an easy pick, though. Like, who do they got to go against? It's just the Dungeon of Doom, the Four Horsemen, and the NWO, right? So it's well, a list Parker, of three. Parker had Parker had some sort of a thing going, didn't he? Not Stud really. Stable. He didn't really have a no a stud stable. He just had a tag team. Then he had a different tag team. And he had then, a he had a, then, he, then he had a different tag team. Well, yeah, he had Fry Pie, but that's just his gal. Wasn't he? Uh, wasn't he managing your guy, Double J? Yeah, I mean, no, I don't think he was. Was he? No, no, no. So really, what what we ought to do is go top three. <laughs> Top three right. factions. <laughs> I suppose you could just go NWO Horseman Dungeon. No. 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 NWO, super important. Super important, right? But for me, a four horseman guy. Even with Mongo in there stinking it up? Well, see, that's where I switch, and I become a Dungeon of Doom guy. So the, the fucking problem is, right? <laughs> that's when you go down to the dungeon. That's when I go down to the... The, the fucking problem is, is that the characters... <laughs> no, I'm not going Hollywood style. Uh, the, the problem is that the characters from the Dungeon of Doom are so fucking outrageous and fun. They have, like, a spot in your heart. They just do. And the Four Horsemen, great stable, right? Throughout the entire year, they were there. They had some fun stories going on. And then you have the NWO, which is, you know, this fucking super stable faction. But at what point when they get so many guys in it that they that it just doesn't count anymore? Hmm. You know, NWO didn't have but, the master either. The master's an important factor. Yeah, I think Bischoff was kind of the master okay. figure. But Bischoff never really seemed like an imposing scary guy he's just a scrawny little dude from minnesota right you know whereas the master he's this big old imposing character right he's a guy you thought you might put like a like a hex on you right 
So you're taking the horseman. I think favorite. I take I think I take the horseman, yeah, as my favorite. And I think some of that is just due to the NWOs. I don't know. It got it got when you get too many people in, I think it's the problem. Like they could have stayed around like six, right? Six guys. I would have been fine. And if they would have picked a better group too, like not Wall Street, not Vincent, not DiBiase. DiBiase, I didn't mind DiBiase, but you understand what I'm saying, where it just got to a point where like that's right. not really that's not fun. It's not a fun stable anymore. It doesn't even seem like a stable because there's so many goddamn guys in it. Can we get back down to the dungeon, check on Zodiac, see what's going on? Maybe Kabbalah came back. We don't know. Where's the Yeti? Where is the Yeti? The NWO showed up, I think it was five, or they, they formed, I think five, six shows in. And then it seemed, seemed like every show there was a couple more guys. Right. So I think the count was around 12 or so by the time we wrapped up the season. Yeah. So it's too many. Well, next up, we got the manager and valet department. All right. Which you like this category, with? huh? I love this category, man. You want to go valets first or do you want to go managers first? Should we lump them together or separate? You want to lump? Nah, I think you separate those two. All right. Well, I'm, I'm just thinking there's what, three, four valets maybe? Yeah, something like that. Uh, you know, the worst got to be Deborah. Oh, um, by a couple uh, cups. And early, you know, early on in the in the year, the woman was really disrupting my viewing experience. <laughs> she was disrupting Jean's talking experience. Her her yells. Uh, yeah. at ringside quite uh, absurd but I would say yeah the you know best would have to be Sherry right no oh, who's no, 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 no 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 woman woman is the best the worst okay. is, the worst is definitely Deborah yeah, De- Deborah's definitely the worst. And then somewhere slotted in there, I'm not sure if it's 1A for best or 1A for worst, is Kim. Oh, yeah. Forgot about her. I didn't love Kim at the start, but I started to love Kim, and then she disappeared on me. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> yeah, she was nowhere to be found, I think, at the at the end of the year here. Right. Um I mean, I forgot about Kim. So you get, but you're giving uh, giving woman the uh, the nod. Yeah, yeah. I really grew to like reappreciate woman. Not at first. At first, I just wanted her to shut the fuck up. I just, right. I just needed her to stop it. But as time went on, I really grew to enjoy her and what she does. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I grew. I bet you did. I'm growing right now. I think that's part of the reason why I became such a Kim fan. Why is that? I just grew to enjoy her work. 
Oh, I didn't enjoy it at first, right? Didn't enjoy it. First. I did a lot of this season was stuff I didn't maybe enjoy at first, but then it became Hollywood style, and I kind of started to enjoy it. So, right. Woman was fucking good, man. Almost, we can agree it's not Liz, right? She's not the best or the worst. I mean, no, we could just yeah. say Deborah's the worst. We could just fucking say that, no problem. Right. And nobody's career was ever enhanced by Deborah being around. Nobody, not Mongo, not Jeff Jarrett, not Steve Austin. None of them were enhanced by having Deborah around them. They probably started to suck a little bit. Mm. Right. But I'm still, I'm gonna still go with my. I'm going with my gal, Sister Sherry. That's best, huh? I mean, she she got to win over the the, the rooster. That's yeah, a matter of opinion. Um, she didn't have a win over him. He left. Remember, he just took off. I suppose. Right, I mean, if the ref would if the ref would have counted, would have been a count out victory. That's again. That's one way to look at it. Uh I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you. A woman had a, she had a couple of great low blows. Hell yeah, she did. But she had a couple of real bad looking spots. Like when she took, she had the the heel in her hand for about ten minutes, and then she just tapped Conan. Sure, sure. And who who was who was on the other end of that spot though? Conan. On the other, Elizabeth, man. Doing the doing the distraction, right? Yeah, I suppose they were a team. Yeah, and she was so uncomfortable; she didn't know which way to go. Mm. So yeah, she I, was she was kind of in a hostage situation this this whole time. Yeah, for the better part of the last I don't know ten fifteen years, I guess. But what I what I think is woman, and I can appreciate your sherry pick. And when you said it, I went, you know, let me think about this for a minute. And I thought about it for a minute in my head. And what I came up with, pretty good pick by you, but not my pick. My pick mm. is woman. So are we missing anybody in the valet department? No. I think that was about it. I think so. There was, I mean, Jeeves never really knew what was underneath that wig or that uh, those tights. Right. Uh, Medusa was just a wrestler, right? Yeah, I mean, she was a wrestler and, and a fry pie. Oh, right, right, the fry pie. Dungeon of Doom ever have a, a lady down there? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was one hell of a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that I think of it, did maybe did woman, did woman do some dungeon work? She was like Kevin Sullivan. Oh yeah, she probably hung out down there. Yeah, yeah. So she she had some. She got familiar with the master. Okay, yeah. Well, woman's a good pick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, best and worst manager. So we're going with with the fellows this time around. All right. For worst, I mean Teddy Long stuck out like a sore thumb. I I mean, what the hell is he doing out there? He did. He did this, uh, and I think some of that because I like Teddy Long, but I think a lot of that's just in comparison to who he was up against. Right, right. I mean, the best I got. There's a few good ones. Uh, Colonel Robert Andy Parker. 
We also got in the mix, we got the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. We got Sonny Ono. I guess we got, you know, uh, you could throw DiBiase and Bischoff in there. Yeah, you could. Um, am I missing anybody? No, I think that's everybody. It's kind of the big knockers. So uh, who are you taking here? For best or for worst? Um, I think we – we okay, well, I was just going to say, I think we agree worst is probably Teddy Long. Yeah, yeah. To, no, to, no, pick. to no fold of his own. He's just – he's up against some, some pretty damn stiff competition. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of people love Jimmy Hart. And I love Jimmy Hart too, but for this this run of episodes, Starcade '95 to Starcade '96, hands down, number one, clear cut, best manager, just the Rooster Robert Andy Parker, Rooster Colonel Robert Andy Parker. There's just nobody better, man. He he provided laughs, mm-hmm. he provided solid entertainment, he provided good storyline. Well, maybe that's questionable. The last one, I don't know if it was good storyline or not. Uh, that's subjective. But he did provide laughs, and he provided just a lot of fun. Oh, that's that's the rooster, man. He's my pick as well. It's the right pick. I think it was the second show we did. Kind of the whole show was uh, kind of a a, a a story arc with him trying to him and Sherry trying to get hitched in Vegas. Yeah. Yep. And then and by the end, hilarious it, stuff. They're, they're, he's in the ring with her. Right. right. Five minutes alone. <laughs> <laughs> Just give us five minutes alone. <laughs> so, is Sonny Ono, you like him? You don't like him? I love Sonny Ono. All right. I think Sonny Ono was like, a, he was a, he's a very good, like, sneaky, like, Kind of a, one of those like sneaky, twitchy little bastard managers that you like to hate, but he didn't right. quite provide the same, the same amount of like story and fun entertainment that Rooster did. So for my like, for my what what I enjoy, Rooster is my pick. Mm. But Sonny Ono is I mean if there was no Rooster, Sonny Ono I think for me would be definite manager of the year. But what about Jimmy Hart scaling the fucking coins in a sack pole? Jimmy Hart oh, had some man. really he had some really solid work this year too. That's another contender for maybe moment of the year was that yeah. that was it sack on a pole match? It was fucking coins in a sock <laughs> is what it was. Carson Jimmy, City silver dollars in a sock match. Jimmy Hart just shimmies up this Probably legitimately fifteen foot high. <laughs> yeah. pole. He does a does a Jimmy shimmy all the way up. <laughs> that was good stuff. Yeah, for sure. He kind of managed everybody too. He, he he did the Hulkster, did Lex. Had a pretty dramatic breakup with Lex. I remember that. Yeah, hung out in the dungeon. Yeah, fucking slut. All time great. First ballot Hall of Fame slut, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, number one. All right. So this is kind of an interesting category. All right. Best, like and, worst, best and worst championship. Hmm. Now, are we counting just WCW championships? 
I mean, I think so. What are you? What are you thinking? Well, because I you can't really count the, that J Crown stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, just like championship divisions, right? Like tag team, like best and worst divisions then? I guess I'm not, because you only have the United States, the TV, the world, the tag team, and the cruiser. Yeah, you got five, six choices there, man. Okay, so you're saying which one do I like the best out of those for this season? Yeah. Okay. It'll never, the TV title will never be the worst, no matter what. I love the TV title. I love tag team wrestling, but this year was not a year highlighted by tag team wrestling, so I probably would go tag team. That's uh, that's such a talented team, huh? that's such a talented pool of tag teams mm-hmm. to have them be such an afterthought. And the TV title wasn't featured as much on pay-per-view as we would like it to be. But the TV title to me is one of the coolest like title ideas that there ever has been because you know anytime it's on it's a title match that was fun so i i just can't, I can't go tv title the united states title i don't think there's any way cruiserweight title was fucking sweet so uh, tag team title's got to be and like i say for having such a deep fucking division they sure as shit didn't do a goddamn thing with it mm-hmm. yeah i got cruiserweight followed by the tag there was there's one show. Um, what was it? It was the Battle Bowl. That one featured about twelve tag team matches. But outside of that, we were we had maybe one or two on each show. Which right. you, you usually don't need much more than that, but like you said, with the there's a lot of shows where the titles weren't even online with the tag right. division. But yep. Um, for, yeah, for worst, I got, speaking of the battle bowl, I don't know if we count that as a title, but that was in my, my worst department here. Uh, it's kind of a tie with with that, the U S title. Okay. U S title then. Okay. And here's why. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Luger had the fucker hostage for about half of the season. (laughs) I know where you're going. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Um. Yeah, the not very much prestige with this title until you know maybe the end. But I mean, the title gets stolen. It gets well. It gets put on. Flair and Flair and Guerrero had a, had a pretty good little. Uh, well, Flair had Flair had good matches with both Guerrero and Conan over the the U.S. Yeah, belt. Sure did. Um, but so he he brought some brought some love to it for a couple of shows and then the jai shows up and steals the title (laughs) owen hart style uh i think we get eddie eddie wins it at the end and then it gets stolen again yeah i don't know world uh, world titles there wasn't too much action really but i can't say like it's there were three or four world title changes, which is nothing compared to, you know, maybe the end of WCW where it was switching hands every week. But right, um, and then the you know the women's title just that's just something that they weren't able to make work, I guess. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, see, and I wouldn't put the women's title in that 
in that category of worse because there's no, there just wasn't enough behind it. That was, that was just, yeah, I don't know if it was poor planning or how it played out, but it just wasn't good, but I will definitely, uh, I get what you're saying because throughout the year, the United States title has started pretty strong. And then all of a sudden it was like a piece of stolen property for how many, however many fucking events. So that I, I can, I can, I can completely understand your reasoning behind it, but I'm still going to go with the tag team title. Next up. There's no real wrong answer here. Uh, they had a good commentary team. You got a favorite, least favorite. Least favorite, probably Shinola. Talking Tanae or Shivani? Talking Tanae. Yeah, Tanae. Remember Shinola, Mike Tanae. Mike the Shinola Tanae. However, oh, we also right. we do. We, uh, uh, favorite, it's Bobby and Dusty. I probably, it's, it's so hard not to go Bobby. Always. Now, mm. fucking Dusty provided some amazing laughs. Dusty was hilarious. Yeah. So... I mean, and it was kind of weird because you had you had a face and a heel uh, color commentator, mm-hmm. and they worked together very well. It's it's a uh, it's a toss up tie between Dusty and Bobby. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. The you know Shivani, he was he was good. He worked worked great between those two, mm-hmm. and then we only we only saw. I don't think we saw Zabisco at all in the pay-per-views. Yeah, we did. Did we? World War Three. World War Three, right? Yep. Yep. Um, I know he was a, a passionate <laughs> where, love of yours. Where he didn't, he didn't. Yeah, I did as a passionate love of mine. And, and while Lee Marshall was getting the shit kicked out of him, he didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Marshall, uh, great, you know, backstage great, interview guy. Great voice, great interview guy. Yeah. Didn't hear much from him, and then yeah, he got the shit beat out of him by I think wasn't it Barbarian or Mang yeah, or something. I think, all, I think everybody from the dungeon got a kick in. <laughs> Man, all right, this one should be interesting. You ready for this? I'm ready. Feud of the year. It could go best and worst, or just best. Uh, if you could think of a real shit feud, throw it in the mix. Okay. I think the well the first ones come to mind like the worst ones, nasties and enemy. The yeah, there was voice. some fun there. Yeah, <laughs> but so I hated, I hated the boy, the Kevin Sullivan and well, fuck, I don't know, was it just him and the the four horsemen? That whole thing I didn't like the horsemen and and. Doom, Dungeon of Doom. I just and then it became an alliance, and then they started hating each other again. I didn't care for that, and so the main feud that came out of that tangle was was uh, Sullivan. And no, fuck you, changed my mind. Ice Train Steiner and Scotty Flash Norton Steiner. That was the worst feud of the fucking year. I love them both. I think they're great. Right? They're spectacular. But that feud, Steiners. 
That, yeah, they both would have made fantastic Steiners, but that feud sucked flobby donkey dick. Mm. That's a pretty harsh criticism for a couple of your boys there. I love them. I hated the feud. Hated it. It was fucking miserable, man. There's no... It sucked. Everything about it sucked. What was good about it? See, nothing. It sucked. Sucked. <laughs> well, what's your worst? Worst? Mm. You brought up a good point there. Those were not very enjoyable matches between those two. Nope. Um, I mean, I got I got Sullivan Benoit. Okay. That could be best or worst. Yeah, um, could be. Yeah, I like the. I don't know. As a fan, I like how that feud worked out. It was it was kind of, it was it was a realistic feud, you know. Yeah. Whenever you saw the two of them, they beat the shit out of each other, right? Which is what you want to see in a good feud, right? Yeah, yeah. To you want to you want to see some hatred and some uh, real. I'm a get you. Yeah, I'm a get you kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, same thing with the nasties, uh, public boys, you know. Yeah. Um, those were fun, but <laughs> especially by like they might have sold a little bit the first time around, but by the second, third, fourth matches, yeah. they weren't selling anything. Nope. And it was just kind of a, you know, it was kind of a shit pile there. But I mean, <laughs> what about what about the rooster versus? females <laughs> that's another one yeah uh, <laughs> i mean i got i got flair savage too that might have been probably more of a uh well carried over to this year but it seemed like they really got they really got nasty there in 95 yeah and it carried over you know flair took all of savage's money and his woman and his title <laughs> yeah Savage was just getting killed every every month. That was a decent feud. Um, yeah, I didn't really. I did. I, the easy thing would have been to say, you know, NWO versus WCW, but there wasn't like a clear team WCW, right? Or like, yep. you know, Sting wasn't uh, Sting. After the fall brawl, he went into isolation, and then he wasn't really. He was still kind of a. It was still. He was still kind of keeping you guessing. By the time this was over, the season was over, whether or not he was an NWO or a WCW guy. Right. Um. Because, like, as far as feuds go, the Hulkster had a short feud with Piper, but yeah. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put that. That's, no. That's not not there. I do no. like Parker versus the ladies. That was an entertaining feud you know i think i think that that kind of covers it unless something else comes to mind for you yeah i think worst is worst is definitely this the flash norton steiner and ice train steiner and best <sighs> yeah what would be the best they didn't have like they didn't have like a throughout the entire year they didn't have a feud that was like you can't point back to this run right of Starcade 95 to Starcade 96 and say that was the feud 
that, you know, carried that, that's the feud that still stands up. That's the feud that you remember getting people, you know, jazzed up about seeing them fight. There wasn't that. So that makes it, that makes it a little bit difficult. I think, I mean, Ray and Ray and Dean had a pretty sweet little program together mm-hmm. once, once Ray got there, but I don't think anybody points back to that and goes, that's that, that'd be the feud of the year. Fuck it, man. For fun. Hell yeah. Rooster versus women. <laughs> DDP tore the Guerreros apart pretty well. That was, <laughs> that was nice pretty good, feud. too. I do love him diamond cutting a Guerrero. Um, the only shame is that he never got to diamond cut Vicky. I'd pay for that today. If that was on pay-per-view, they're like, hey, Diamond Hell's page is going to diamond cut Vicky Guerrero on pay-per-view. And that's all that's happening. He could film for it. it? They could film it in this fucking basement for all I care. If I get to see her eat a diamond cutter, I will buy it. <laughs> Must see TV there. For me. So that brings us to our next category, which is sort of the same thing, but different. Oh, we got We got one clear cut, you know, clear cut one here but the storyline of the year um just a, a quick little little bit on the feud of the year business so mm-hmm. like the first half of the year it was hogan against all the bad guys right, right. there wasn't one guy in particular you know mm-hmm. and then yeah second half of the year is you know hogan against the good guys or whatever but right um yeah so for storyline of the year you know you got the hostile takeover Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's a few other good ones. I, I just threw it out there to see if there was anything that was just real bad that was worth mentioning. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah, I do like the three way dance with Parker and the ladies. That was a that was a fun little storyline we just talked right. about. I mean, the Stinger Luger friendship bit. That was shit. The Stinger disappearing up to the rafters. Right. <laughs> that would have been something if, <laughs> if Luger was crawling up that aisle way and then Stinger just got hooked to something. It's Stinger! And Stinger <laughs> right up there, right up to the rafters. <laughs> I'd do the same thing if Luger was calling for me. <laughs> right, if he was crawling on his hands and knees telling me that he loves me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going up to the rafters. <laughs> So I guess I don't really understand what is the what is the actual category you, you've you've written down here. I just got storyline. Okay. So worst storyline, the alliance to end Hulkamania. They brought in the solution. Yeah. They brought in Zeus. They brought, I mean, that was, I mean, that was, that was kind of, that was kind of real shit. I would go worse there, even though it did provide some pretty fun stuff. It was kind of crap. Worst storyline also, or best storyline. Boy, I mean the end. Uh, the NWO kind of has to be. It takes it a take for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, biggest thing, biggest thing going on. There's, there's some other, there's some other good ones like we mentioned. DDP's rags to riches mm-hmm. tail, you know. But yeah, the the NWO coming in and taking over has got to be the the pick here all right best and worst interview best i got a couple of classics you can't go wrong with flair and hogan 
Okay. Which are you, are you pinpointing specific interviews? These are just in general. Okay. Guys. I mean, we can point to specific spots. Okay. Um, you know, we got Ric Flair. He's teaming up with the job with the job. Yeah. 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 I mean that was a that was a game changing promo, right? For us at least. <laughs> I mean, for the we got, for the uh, I was say for got, the for the rest of our lives. <laughs> it's gonna be it's, 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 it's gonna be the jaw. And of course we got Hogan telling us all all to stick it. Yeah. And his his Hollywood his Hollywood uh, promos were getting better as the year went went along. They weren't great to begin, that's for sure. They started to get better, and then obviously, you know, the the red and yellow, the red and yellow interviews at that point have, have become pretty stale. But it was fun counting up the uh, amount of brothers and dudes. So. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah. So, but here's the thing: I'm going to ask you, right? Flair provided us some great stuff, right? But he also provided us a real dud. Remember that uh, interview he did when he had his arm up in a sling? Real dud, right? Hulkster provided us some pretty good stuff, but he also provided us a real dud. I think there's only one person that gave us interviews every time that we were able to pull material from. And I think you know who I'm talking about. Who are you talking about, man? I'm talking about the man. <laughs> talking about the man. <laughs> yeah. you're, going, you're going with your guy, Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> I am going with Kevin fucking Sullivan, man. <laughs> but well, see, here's the thing. Like it sure. Do I like him? No. But did he provide me a shitload of entertainment? Hell yes, he did. Right. And every time, like he set a bar unto himself. That not even him could reach, right? He was, was fucked, man. It was awesome. So I hated it so much to begin until I started to really, like it started to really hit me. And I'm like, God damn, this guy's fucking miserable. I love him. Right? So I started laughing. <laughs> this guy's going to be fucking suck every single time. And he was, he was every single time. And then before you know it. He's wearing a four horseman shirt, hitting Crispin on with a solid oak. <laughs> I fucking love him, man. <laughs> so I'm taking Calvin Sullivan. Not not to take anything away from Hollywood style or with the jaw, right? But fucking <laughs> Sullivan just made me just he just he's so comically bad that I fucking love him now. And who are you taking for worst? Kevin Sullivan. Oh, he's <laughs> the worst. Sullivan. I, I thought he's, he was, no. I thought he was the best. He's both. That's what he's I said. He, he set a new bar. Oh. That not even him could reach. <laughs> best and worst. Yes, absolutely. Name another guy in the history of wrestling that could be both the best and the worst. Oh, I got one for you. Oh, boy. Brings us to our next category. Here we are. Best and worst finisher, the Frankensteiner. Oh, that's a good point. That's yeah. both. Yeah. If it's executed well. Looks great. Looks great. If not, it's the worst. Do you <laughs> think he got a, do you think he above. got a, 
you think he got upset when fucking like all these luchadors came in and they're just executing flawless Frankensteiners? And I don't think we've ever seen him execute it clean like once. No, no, the, the delivery by the future Big Papa Pump, and it, I don't know. I don't know if you you blame him or the guy he was working with or. Yeah, I don't know if it matters where you put the blame, but there there's some some bad looking Frankenstein's. Yeah. So what uh, is your beard your best finish of the year? Are you talking match finish or finishing move? Finishing maneuver. Maneuver, uh, so not a submission. Um, I think submission's a different class. I think that's always yeah. all we've always done it. Submission was a different class. Yeah, we could we could take on submissions next. I mean, I like the Frankensteiner. It's uh, mm-hmm. kind of an all-encompassing, you know, bit. I, I was thinking, I was thinking about all the all the finishing holes. There's too many that really, I mean, stick out. I mean, I like how the Jai gets the guy way up there and holds him there, right? He puts him, yeah. He brings him to the penthouse before he drops him. So uh, that choke slam is pretty devastating. And, you know, my real pick, I'm going to save for the submission department. Yeah. But, I mean, I think the worst, there's there's a lot of, a lot of contenders for the worst. I mean, we can go double foot stomp by Kevin Sullivan. I don't think he ever got to, like, do his double foot stomp. Oh, you know, he had it in the bag. Yeah, he had it. Uh, Frankensteiner by Scott Steiner. Yes. Uh, tackle. <laughs> <laughs> tackle yep. ranks pretty high, I think. Yeah, you're right. And then uh, Sleeper by Piper. That's Those are kind of my top five worst. Yeah, best. Uh, like I said, it's got to be Frankenstein or something. Either the Frankenstein or the Choke Slam or something in the, the damn... Uh, cruiserweight division that i'm forgetting about for best There's finish of, yeah best finishing move is the diamond cutter you think so i absolutely think so that is uh, what yeah, that, that is what helped kind of launch him launched him you know what i mean that is that is a huge uh piece of the pie when we're talking about what what launched him upwards so best is definitely the diamond cutter worse i'm having a little bit harder time trying to to come up with i guess i mean what do you what you got talking about all the big guns but let's talk about some lesser guns did they have would any of the lesser guns have anything that you can think of like what was Loch ness's finish never got elbow drop it. it was an elbow drop yes we did that was his finish huh that was his finish. It's a standing elbow drop. So that's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. I think I think that's what would be my pick, more likely than not, because even if this Frankensteiner doesn't hit the way it's supposed to, it still looks pretty rad. Mm. But just that fucking just standing elbow drop, and I get it. The guy's a fucking giant. He's a monster, so that's a lot of man coming down, driving his elbow on you. But that kind of sucks. I mean, with other guys, what do we got? We got 
Yeah, Frog Splash, that's a pretty cool one. I mean, there's tons of holds out there. I'm just trying to... I, did the Nasties, did they ever have a finishing move? I'm thinking whatever it was was probably pretty bad. Yeah, I don't ever remember like a signature Nasty move. Just that, I mean, that the pit stop... But that, well, that would be kind of like their signature move, not their finisher. Their finishes were always kind of sloppy, from what I recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, like there's a couple of guys who used forms of tackles for finishers, like I mentioned. And then we got the love it or leave it uh, McMichael tombstone. But yeah, I totally, I totally spaced on the diamond cutter. I think you might might be right with that one. All right, best and worst submission. Yeah, easy. You going with the Ziploc? Ziploc. Fuck yeah, Ziploc. Yep. Ziploc is, might be the greatest wrestling submission of all time, and it is fucking criminal that nobody out there is using it right now. Why is nobody using it? That's we the only seen question. it once. It was, right. It was, they probably don't know how. Looked like a pretty fucking complicated hold. It was pretty fucking complicated. <laughs> but once he got it locked in, it's like, what the, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what are you going to do? There's not, you can't do closing. anything. <laughs> right. And, and fuckers all wrapped up. You're stuck. You're done. Yeah. You're not going fucking anywhere. The Ziploc is, is the, the greatest, maybe the greatest submission in professional wrestling history. Mm-hmm. And like I say, it is, it is just, it, it, it boggles my mind why nobody out there is using it right now. So that is unanimous Ziploc best. What do you got for worse? Because I got a pick that you might not like too much. Or submission. Most of them are good, right? Cloverleaf's yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, Benoit's doing the lion tamer and the damn everything. Yeah. I mean, sucks what happened there, right? throw that mm-hmm. disclaimer out but it's pretty incredible right. what that guy was doing with the cross yep. face and every everything oh, yeah. else i don't know i got like i said i i didn't think that the piper sleeper was anything to write home about so i'm gonna just go with that yeah but that was always i mean that's 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 the piper sleeper right it's almost like the brutus sleeper it's his sleeper now as a staunch and vocal supporter of brett the hitman heart I'm gonna say the Scorpion Deathlock. <laughs> you're you're calling out a calling out a wannabe, huh? That's what I'm doing. Just calling call Sting out for for stealing material. You know, I actually don't know who did it first, and I should know this, and I have no idea because it very po- well possibly could have been Sting. I don't know, but when you put the Stingers Scorpion Deathlock against Bret Hart Sharpshooter. It's Bret Hart Sharpshooter 10 out of 10 times. So that's why I say Scorpion Deathlock. Worse. Worse. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Uh, honorable mention in the best, though. Regal Stretch. Mm. What about the Abdominal Stretch? Love it. It's a good one. I don't know if we've seen it or not, but the Dragon Sleeper. That was all right. All right, we got a few more left here. We're getting to the getting to the the biggins here. You ready for a biggin? Should we wait for the timer? You want to restart? We got, we got five minutes. All right. All right. 
Best and worst match of the year. Oh, fucking easy. Match of the year. Best match of the year. So, it, okay, not as easy. Changed my mind. <laughs> so, there was only one match that we've ever watched that I've called so fucking good. And that was Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko at Hogwild, right? Hogwild. Hogwild. But fucking Conan and one man gang? Jesus, right? Jesus. You you really took a liking to that match. Yeah, you're gonna need a tissue if you watch that match. But what but it wasn't it wasn't Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit, because Dean Malenko was so fucking good. I just that to me has to be but it's close, man. I really love the Conan one man gang. We saw a fucking great version of one man gang when he faced off against Conan. But if you're gonna if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna hold a knife to my dick. I'm going to tell you, it's Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. Didn't love the finish of that match, but, well, I just think they could have done something a little bit better, but again, the match is so fucking good. Wasn't it a draw? Or did somebody get the win? Uh, Benoit ended up getting the win. Cheating. They went went to overtime. Yeah, a couple overtimes, and then it was a cheap finish. Yeah, I got I got Dean Benoit there as well. I mean, we got what 20, 25 minutes of just just great wrestling there. I got the third man match, right? One of the more legendary contests right. ever. But it wasn't a great match. It told a pretty good story. Okay. You know. All right. All right. We'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get back to that at some point here before we wrap up, but yeah, the whole third man bit, um, Hogan joining Hall and Nash, taking out the, taking out Luger and Stinger and Savage. Um, definitely the most impactful match yeah. of the year. And I, I like how they had Luger get knocked out Yeah, right away. You know, I had him take him to the back. Then you didn't have to see Luger that much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it was kind of a tag match at that point. People were suspicious of Luger at that time. Right. So could have, Luger could have been the, you know, that's this whole Luger and Sting thing. I mentioned this when we were talking about, like, storylines, you know, and shit storylines. It's yeah. like, which one is the bad friend? Right. <laughs> you know, we yeah, all know it's Luger. Right. I mean, Luger's for sure the rotten one between the two of those. But so I got those two. I also got... Ultimo and Ray. Dean and Ray had a couple of great ones as well. Yeah. And the, the honorable mention, maybe dishonorable mention, the Nasties and the Public Enemy. Okay. I don't know if it was un- Uncensored or The Clash, the one where they were fighting all over the yard. But the, mm-hmm. oh, it might have been Bash of the Beach, actually. Bash of the Beach, the yeah. The surfboard and the fucking yeah. shark. Yeah, of course that was Bash at the Beach with the inflatable shark. Jesus Christ! You remember that class of the champions? Remember that class of the champions when he when he jumped off the lifeguard deck? Right? <laughs> <laughs> remember? Remember that class of the champions when he hit him with a shock? <laughs> 
So that was a lot of fun. It was when you're talking wrestling match. I mean, obviously, this is kind of your opposite of Dean and uh, Dean and Benoit. But yeah, there's the fun factor there. So as far as other ones that might come to mind as being like uh, top matches, and I'm not going to be a complete dick to Lex Express. Well, at this point, uh, total package. Him and Jai, man. Him and Jai was pretty fucking rad. Like they had a pretty damn solid match. I think we called it Lex Luger's best match of his career. And you wouldn't mm-hmm. expect that going against the Jai. So I would say the only the, the one that pops out to me right away is Lex and the Jai. That was surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much any match that Mysterio was in was a lot of fun. Yes. He and Psychosis had a couple of good contests. He and Kolo had a good match. Uh, lots, of, lots of good action happening. And yeah. Uh, cruiserweight division i don't think there was a bad cruiserweight match really no i don't think so damn year so this ought to be fun worst match on your preview show on the preview show i listened to this back to just kind of gauge (laughs) where we're going to be at for the post game here uh you picked the doomsday cage as your match of the year on the on the prediction show on the prediction show all right that's a that's the top contender for my worst match of the year. <laughs> I mean, what's worse than that? So I'll tell you what's worse than that. <laughs> right. Triangle tag team match, outsiders, faces of fear, nasties. That's worse, huh? It didn't, Just didn't it, like it. It was fucking stupid. Why would you have the nasties and the faces of fear and the and the all of a sudden the fucking faces of the fear of the nasties? Like they just it was disorganized. It was a clubber fest. If you're thinking both these teams are WCW, don't you think they'd try and fuck the NWO, right? And then maybe who knows? The nasties get the win, they give the faces of fear the first shot at the title, right? But they don't do that. And it's fucked. And I didn't like it. The the doomsday cage was quite the it was quite the structure. It was exciting, right. you know. It was a spectacle, yeah. It was very unclear what the what the point was, though. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just uh, just something else. So I will say this: I do think that there is a match that is worse than the Doomsday Cage, and is worse than that Triangle match. And I don't think that it's uh, to anybody's fault maybe necessarily in the ring but they lost me from the bell during the coins in a sock match the coins in a sock badge was fucking suck man that was miserable suck there's some fun there though it was funny okay they had a spot <laughs> yeah. they had a spot in the match though that, that, but that's and that's that's fine they're gonna have a spot but that match was not good and I just, I had one more and now it just jumped out of my brain because I was thinking about how much I was pissed off about the coins in a sock. Get a fucking sack. Get a, get one of those money bags. Get a bank envelope, you dick. My colleague, of course, is referring to the uh, John Tenta, big boss man, sock on a pole match <laughs> from Uncensored. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. Nope, worst worst match, one of the year. Uh, I know it. I got it. 
I got it. The number one worst match of the year. No problem. And I think you might agree with me. It might even be what's written down. Mongo Gomez. Oh, man. They put that on that, fucking pay-per-view. They also put Lockness to the Giant. That makes more sense. Those are two giant men, right? That's a that's a that's a true spectacle. Right. That that should have been it should have been better than it was. Yes. Uh, Gomez Mongo, you knew it was going to be bad. Yes. And it was. I also got Colonel Parker versus women. <laughs> <laughs> It's so fucking funny. It's good, man. I like it. I like I like the rooster versus the ladies. All right. Any, any other shit matches that pop out? Nah, just Gomez and Mongo. All right. Just a couple more categories here real quick. We got this is kind of because people are bouncing around so much. This one's kind of a kind of a crapshoot, but rookie of the year. I don't think any of the guys coming from the Federation should count. No. Right, I'm thinking like a guy like Ray or Jericho, maybe. Right, like it's probably the first time people really seen Ray. Right. Um. So this was kind of a tough one. I didn't know if I wanted to include it or not, but for my yeah, for my best, I got Ray and Y2J. Worst, I got uh, Loch Ness and the Z Gangster and the Ultimate Solution. Yeah, I don't know if you can count Z Gangster and Ultimate Solution. They were just attractions. They both had one match. That doesn't. I don't know if you can really count them. Oh, I mean, Mongo! Mongo's the count. obvious choice. Mongo's the yeah. Mongo's the right. clear cut. Yeah, and then Ray's the clear cut and the best. We're coming back around the around the bend here. Best moment mentioned earlier. Ric Flair's fantastic ass spot. <laughs> The steel cage match, teaming up with the Ja. Take it on the Mega Powers. Also, the Giant uh, spilling that World Cup of Wrestling. He comes out to congratulate, or comes comes to wake up the Hulkster by pouring the thing on him. Uh, Sting telling everybody to stick it. Yeah. There's a moment, and I guess Hogan going Hollywood style. Hollywood style. Those are some. Those are some of my favorites. All right, do you got one for your your actual favorite? Just one moment, jeez. Yeah, that's a tough call. It is. Oh, this is in a. Okay, I'm going to tie this into a, a, a category that I accidentally skipped over. You might yeah, appreciate right. this. Okay, good. Okay, best low blow. Right. Kevin Nash getting the double axe. Bash oh, the beach. Yeah. That's a that was a really good one where he deconstructed that's, Manland. Yeah, that that yeah. that's that's a pretty good moment because we all know that was the cue for the Hulkster to come. Out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, Hulk, just wait for this fucking double axe large plow. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a good that's a good one. So I mean, you could go either way on this one. You got a favorite large plow, low blow most creative or just favorite moment. Cause I, I imagine the two are probably going to intertwine like they did with me. So I think that I would go best like, God, how do you really 
what do you what do you call it? Because it encompasses everything, right? Kick to the ding ding, a Nard's plow, you know, a, a Penwa punch, a Jenny's jab. It they all they all kind of the same thing, right? Right. They're uh, they're a fucking they're a hit to the Gruid. So I, I think that uh, I might. I think the best one was actually woman. And when woman was being held by the dungeon of doom, remember? And she fucking knocked, she knocked Hugh Morris's fucking laughter right up through his throat. Oh yeah. I think that was probably my favorite. That's probably my favorite Jenny spot of the year, but not my favorite moment necessarily. Yeah. You got a favorite moment or should we come back to it? Favorite moment is going to be a tough one. And I think that I, so this is going to be dumb. It's not a wrestling moment, right? But it, it brought me way too much laughter to not have it be part, but it's, it's Kevin Sullivan in the solid Oak chair. It was just so, (laughs) it was so funny. Right. And it allowed yeah. us to laugh. It allowed us to laugh so much when he's wearing a matching four horseman t-shirt to Arn Anderson and he comes out there and he hits him with the solid oak or when he when Kevin Sullivan is stripping down, telling the woman that Crispin, Crispin, he, he is not the man. Remember, remember I'm the man. He's not the man that fucking Kevin Sullivan turned it. He turned into a piece of shit. He went from a piece of shit to an all-star. I don't know what happened. I'm confused. <laughs> oh, man. That was from the that the last show we did. Same show. Terribly bad moment when the Jayad Piper up in the choke slam for a yeah. good minute while mm-hmm. the fan came in. <laughs> right. What about Savage wearing uh, Hogan's fucking wig when he looked like that really cool raccoon? Oh, yeah. That was a... That was a pretty wild spot. Or the shockingness of seeing Hulkster <laughs> wearing a wig. <laughs> like these are outrageous moments that that like I say I would pick them as 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 you know spots because I thought they were just so damn. They they provided us with so much laughter that it's it's almost worth it. Remember, I I I'm the man. <laughs> he is not the man. man. I'm the man. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go have lunch with the master. <laughs> so probably should mention we got a rogue referee this year. Yeah, it's kind of got kind of an interesting little flavor. Uh, Nick Patrick, he's not an official member, I don't think yet, but he is, you know, sure been cheating on on behalf of the the New World Order, helped the outsiders pick up the the tag titles and uh, even wrestled the wrestled a match against Y2J with one arm behind his back. So that was yeah, a that, that was kind of a little, little fun twist in the year. Um, just wanted to quickly before we get to our best and worst show, just wanted to quickly get to some recurring characters we had from other years. And if there's guys you would have liked to have seen more or less of. I mean, we got Luger. Luger's just like, you know, granted, we're 25 years in the future, but it's kind of like he's following us around here. 
be how it is. He's, he's in every uh, every series, it seems. Uh, Luger, Jarrett, of course, he's yeah. another guy who bounces around. Yeah, Double J. Is there anybody else who I guess you would uh, you would like to have seen more of? Yes, there's a number of people I would like to have seen more of. Or you don't see less of. Dealer's choice, buddy boy. All right. I would have loved to have seen more Alex Wright, Jimmy Graffiti. Of course. Bu- Bunkhouse Buck, Ron Studd. I think Ron Studd could have been something. I would have liked to seen more William Regal. Mm. You know, there's there's a real there's a real solid amount of guys I would have liked to have seen more of. Would like to have seen less of Mongo. Less of Mongo, yeah. Less of Luger. Yeah, less of Luger would be good. So this is gonna sound funny. I might have liked to have seen more of the Taskmaster. <laughs> and you really made a one eighty. I did. I did. Yeah. I think I would have liked to have seen because it's like it's so fucking bad that I it's good. Like it's he's reached that point in my life. So I might have I might even just sit down and do like one day maybe we'll do a special career retrospective on the Taskmaster. It might <laughs> might be important for us. I don't know. So those are the people I think I would I would have loved to have seen more Johnny B, but he left. Right. Johnny right. B would have been great. I would have liked to have seen more of those stellar tag teams that we didn't get to see a lot of. We didn't get to see a lot of Faces of Fear. We didn't get to see a lot of the Steiners. Right. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to see a lot of the Blue Bloods. That all those things would have. So there's a big list of guys that. I would have liked to have seen more of. Last, I think you nailed it. Mongo, easy, done. Debra, yes, easy, done. And then, what was the other motherfucker? Luger. Yeah, yeah, probably less Luger. But this is probably this is some of Luger's best work that we've watched. It was a surprise. Remember, he's yeah, tagging like Luger team- improved. Teams like State Patrol who need to get a shot before the Legion of Doom. He had some fucking. He had some great lines. He had a really solid match. Like normally, I would say, yeah, less Lex Luger, but this year he did. He did pretty damn fine. Pretty much, it's just definitely Mongo. Yeah, definitely Mongo. Definitely Deborah. Mongo takes the cake. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that brings us to the big end here. All right, big end. All right, we covered 14 shows. Yes. Some of them pretty good, some yep. pretty bad. Yep. A lot of them kind of in the middle. That's uh, Best and worst show. Would you like to go first, or you want me to, to give it to you? Well, which one are we going with first? So we're doing best or worst f- first? Uh, go worst first. We go worst first, first and you, can, yeah. you, 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 you go ahead and pick. Okay, I got two that came to mind, uncensored, because there were rules. Yep. In the matches, that that match that show was headlined by the damn uh, Doomsday Cage, which was it, it was confusing. There was a little bit of fun, mm-hmm. but just kind of a confusing mess. And the other the other matches, I think there was even a disqualification or two on this card, which is totally unacceptable. Yes. So they really, really dropped the ball with the uncensored. Uh, Slamboree was a fun idea with the, you know, shitload of tag matches, but there was nothing that there was no real highlights of that show. It was just a bunch of like two, three minute tag team matches, and then DDP won a fucking 
eight-man battle royal at the end. Okay. So those are the two steaming piles that 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 popped out to me. Yep. Um. Because like a lot of these shows, like sure, the Starcade '95. Yeah, the the WCW guys against the New Japan guys. Uh, not too much like you know entertainment outside of the wrestling, but the wrestling was good. So I'm not gonna not gonna call it a bad show, right? Okay, I understand what you're saying, but they fashioned it as WCW versus the world, and then during they the show, the ball there. And then the show became USA versus the world. And almost almost half of their team were foreigners. Right. So that it, show, I mean, the wrestling quality of that show was great, but the they it fucking pissed me off when they they did the concept of it was there was no consistency in the concept, which fucking that bugged the shit out of me. I mean, I know that over the course of the year you've you've expressed your disgust with some of these shows yes what are you what are you putting at the bottom of the barrel is there anything that you can think of that you're never going to watch again (laughs) that's the tough part because i i'm sure that there's at least one show that i want you know i'm never fucking watching this pile of shit again i'm sure i said it but then you think like will i watch will i watch uncensored again Probably, <laughs> right? Because I fucking the, the Doomsday Cage, man. It 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 was it's not good, but I enjoyed it. So uh, the Doomsday Cage. That's probably the only Doomsday Cage One Man Gang, man. Those are both at that show. So there's 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 a special place in my heart. Even though I'm sure during the episode itself, I probably shit all over. I probably smeared shit all over that episode. Uh, I do. I. I do know what you're saying when it comes to the Battle Bowl. What was that, Slamboree? Yeah. And I think overall that that might be my that might be my pick. Almost certainly for the worst. Would be for the worst. Yeah, I love tag team wrestling so much, and they just they just kind of they fucked over tag team wrestling. So that's mm. that's probably going to be my pick. Even though I actually, I love the concept of it. I think the execution was horseshit. I think that you have these tag team matches on fucking worldwides and and Saturday nights and fucking nitros, or then you just have the battle royal at the event. So you have other you have other matches that continue storylines at the event as well. It's not just the battle bowl. So that's I think what fucked. Slamboree and Slamboree is probably going to be my now. Slamboree is the worst show of the year. Mm. I would love to pick Starcade '95 because the concept fell so flat for me and it pissed me off so much. And uncensored with the enforcing of rules and well, that that really got me. That really got my goat. But yeah, probably probably Slamboree. All right, before we get to the best here, I'm going to do just a quick rundown of the shows. We had the Starcade 95, the best of seven. We clashed the Champions 22. That featured Flair and the Jah. That's the Mega Powers in the cage. We had Super Brawl 6. That Uncensored, Slamboree, Great American Bash, Bash at the Beach, Hogwild, Clash 23. Hollywood and Flair for the title. 
fall brawl, the war games, Halloween havoc. That's where we saw Hogan with the with the hair. World War Three and Starcade '96. So I remember recording that Hogwild episode. Yeah, and you were you had a lot of complaints for that one. Hogwild, I loved Hogwild. You did. Yeah. You just you just didn't like the people on their bikes. Yeah. That was a great event in a horrible setting. Mm. Is that going to be your show of the year? I think so. All right. I think so. I mean, w- there's nothing on that show that outside of that was that that submission match that sucked balls. It was a pretty good show. Uh, but Flair, to- Flair and Eddie. Yep. Uh, Steiner's Harlem Meat. Yep. Hollywood and the Jai. The Jai Hollywood style. Oh, how, how about this for a moment? So the Jai, the Jai gets beat by Hollywood and then <laughs> just takes a nap in the ring. Good moment. <laughs> and Bruce the Barber comes out with a cake. Yeah. Right? He gets his ass kicked. We still, Jai still just selling it. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. You think there's one better than Hogwild? I don't think there is. Man, I like I like the first clash, clash twenty two. Here's why. Yeah, why? Okay, okay, few few big big time moments here. Uh we had Flair and the Jai versus right. Hogan and Savage. Right. That gave us the Jai. Right. Gave us the the duo of Flair ass spots. Right, we had Sting and Luger against the Blue Bloods. Yeah, nice to see the Blue Bloods. Of course, and really Brian Pillman's only match against Eddie. And this thing was though. It it was like uh, the thing was like built around the whole Parker Sherry wedding. Yeah, which was, uh, I don't know. I thought that was a pretty fun show. Okay. No, I think it was a fun show. I don't think you're wrong. But I don't and, think it's... I mean, I would have to... So when I remember Hogwild, I don't remember the bikes. That's the thing. I know they were there, but I don't choose to remember them in my mind as being there. And kind of a another pick I have. I know you I know you, you said you hated this, but I was... Upon further review, Starcade 96, man. Pretty good show. Really? Oh yeah. You had your had your Luger Jai in a okay. match you admitted was good. I did admit that. In your faces of fear outsiders, Liger and Ray. I mean, come on, man. It was a good show. I, I listened I listened to it back because I like listening to our show because it's kick ass. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> and I I heard I listened to you like knocking this show, and then match right. after match, you're like, "Yeah, this is a good match." It's <laughs> <laughs> like you went into the thing wanting to hate it, but meanwhile, I mean, and then let's face it, this is the this is the event with the task coming out with the horseman shirt and the solid oak. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, a lot to love there. So yeah. Uh, Bash at the Beach 
is a, is kind of an easy pick as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, so we got NWO, you know, for life there. Mm-hmm. I think there was there's uh, there was that uh, that nasty's public enemy out in the beach that we talked about as well. And then I th- I think Task and Benoit and a number of other matches happened there, but that was that was a pretty good show too. Um, outside of that, a lot of middle of the road stuff, like nothing too special really. Right. But I would say that this is. You know, I'm, I'm glad we picked this year because uh, there's a lot going on. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it didn't really line up or make sense, but, you know, it's wrestling. So, right. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So is your, your favorite show going to be Hogwild? Yeah, I think I think so. I think all it right. is. Yeah. I'm gonna go hog wild. Well, and part of that too is just because hog wild. You like to be able to say that. So, and I had the only match, the only match ever that I've so fucking good. So yeah, hog wild. Mm. All right, all right. That wraps it up for our best and worst categories of the year of 1996 WCW. Been a pretty wild ride. <laughs> you got you got any closing thoughts about? Uh, what we just did here. Well, all we really did was talk about wrestling. <laughs> uh, I think right. that. So I think that. I'm kind of fucking shocked at how much Kevin Sullivan. I came to enjoy like that's because Dave Sullivan was my guy. So oh, I remember. Right, but it's not Tasks in ring performance. I want to make that very clear. Nothing That's about Tasks Tasks in ring performance very good, but I find him so comical that I've started to love him. So I think that was a was a big big surprise to me as far as this year goes. And not all of the events kind of holding up the way I wanted them to. I think it's the other thing. There was a there was a lot of good wrestling in there, but there wasn't really any event that I can remember that I went, wow, front to back, this is a definite rewatch, hell of a show. And I was hoping that that would be in there somewhere, and I don't think that that really necessarily was. But it was a very fun year to, to cover. Yes, it was, and we want to thank you for... Thank you for follow along, following along with us. It was a lot of fun. I think we're going to do another one of these. Yeah, we are. Series number four of the year of Duke and Rogue. For life. For life. Uh, Where are we going, Cowboy? Well, well, listen here, Steed. We will be going. Look at that. Shit came full circle there, didn't it, slut? You're going to get it, man. Yeah, you're going to get a bitch. Uh, (laughs) So... We are going to do uh, something a little extra this time through. We are going to go, we're going to jump ahead, and we're going to hit WCW, Starcade, 1999, all the way through Starcade 2000, and then the final, I guess the final three pay-per-views uh, of WCW. So we'll be doing Starcade 99, to the final pay-per-view of WCW, and it 
it's going to be there is such horrible horrible action it's almost like we're punishing ourselves by watching this shit and i can't wait man it's i'm excited i'm excited to do this i don't know if that sounds like fun or not man it's yes it sounds like a lot of fun it's gonna be it's gonna be some painful watching i think it is it's very much painful watching I, I guarantee it's horrible. I've seen not, I've actually, this is one of the few years I've actually not seen every pay-per-view. Uh, I think oh. I'd, I'd have to go back and check, but I don't think I've watched every pay-per-view from WCW during this time period. So I'm excited for that. I know that the product is miserable at this point. I know that it's a horrible, horrible, like they needed to put it down. Like it needed to go down. Cause there's nowhere they were coming. They're not coming back up from where they were. Mm. There's miserable. I've been watching fucking nitros from this time period. Guess what? They suck. I've been watching Thunders from this time period. Guess what? They suck. It's, it's, I am fucking, man, I can't tell you how excited I am to watch this horrible stuff with you. Man, I can tell you're pumped. Yeah. I'm don't you for, ever... I'm up for the challenge, man. Right. I, I mean, I got word from the committee that this is what we were going to do. Right. So I did okay. a little, did a little homework. Yeah. I, I tried to start watching that first pay-per-view and it's been three, four times. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> can't get past, you know, two matches. Yeah. It sucks. Um, yeah. It's going to be so much fun. It's bad. Um, I was going to say, you know, I kind of likened this to, you remember back when we were younger and we used to play nutball? Oh yeah. yeah. All right. So anybody that doesn't know nutball, did you did that. Because it was it was fucking hilarious. So anybody that doesn't know, nutball, you essentially sit across the room from your buddy, and you grab a real heavy object, whether it be a, a sack of quarters or a fucking like softball, Carson whatever. City right, yeah, Carson City sock, and you can't block it, and you just gotta sit there with your legs spread, and you go back and forth trying to hit each other in the nads, <laughs> and it was miserable. But it was so goddamn funny and fun to do. It was a punishment, and it was enjoyable because it made me <laughs> laugh so hard, right? That's what this is. WCW from 1999 to the end of the year is a giant game of fucking nutball, man. It's a good way to put it. I hope there's some listeners out there that's played some nutball. I... I have some painful memories from that ball. <laughs> you weren't that good of a shot. Uh, <laughs> but man, I just, I haven't done too much homework on this yet. Right. I yeah. just kind of know, you know, know kind of some of the lows. They got real low with the low spots. Yeah, um, they did. I, I believe that the title changed hands over 20 times in this period, <laughs> the world title. It was either yeah. vacated or it changed hands. Yeah. That's absurd. It's um, great. And it just, just, it just, okay. I'm going to have to step back and just view it as like, okay, this is, and like not look for real good stuff. Just appreciate <laughs> the absurdity. Right. I'm sure there's still some good action happening, but the, the writing uh, yeah, is course. just so all over the fucking place. Yeah. Man, I am, I am, I might be David more... Arquette shows up. 
I might be more excited to do this next run of episodes than any other time that we've any other season that we've done so far. This is going to be fun, man. If you can make it through the shows, man, it's not easy. I'll make it through the shows, man. I'll make it through. They got a bunch of shit going. They got managers. They got valets. They got Medusa. She's she grew. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I'm looking forward to this. Me too, man. And I'm looking forward to our prediction show. Right. That'll be coming up next. And yeah, I, I, I think that's about it for us now. Um, <laughs> Strong finish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough for all the time. Uh, thank you for tuning in here. You got any closing thoughts? Hollywood style. Hollywood style. <laughs> He's been saying that since I picked him up at gate three. <laughs> Slide one in there. Slide one in there. Thank you for tuning in to the year of Duke and Rogue. This has been the Series 3 recap. We'll be back next time with uh, predictions for the final the, the, the end of the trail here for, for WCW coming up next so I am Duke Bags Evan Rule suck it he's in the suck it that's a that's a Shawn Michaels thing I used to know Shawn Michaels down in Florida, down in Florida, I knew, I knew him, knew a guy, knew a guy, not, they're not HBK, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> fucking almost with a little bit of soda accent there, <laughs> I used to know a guy, not that Shawn Michaels, <laughs> I knew the Shawn Michaels that I knew, <laughs> You own the surf shop. You ever been to a surf shop? You made surfboards out of solid oak. You only need about solid oak. Duke said he liked him some solid oak. He likes chairs made of solid oak. He likes tables made of solid oak. Like dildos made of solid oak. <laughs>